Hi, this is Northology. It's Tuesday the 7th of May. I'm Nathan Ray, and today with me I've got Ed Sharp. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Well, just a couple of announcements beforehand. Um, you might have noticed that this podcast is the first one without music. I've decided to drop the music because it doesn't really add anything to the podcast. And also, it's just another step in the editing process. If I, if I don't have to add the music, I don't have to actually edit the file in any way. I can just get it up and out as, as soon as possible. Uh, second thing, this is a new podcast. I've not been doing it for very much recently. Well, I had um, a week's holiday and then I worked at the British Juggling Convention for a week live stream there and then another week off and then I was live streaming the build up to the Amir Khan Julio Diaz fight in Sheffield and then I've had uh, last week I did record an episode um, uh, with somebody from uh, well it doesn't really matter uh, I interviewed an, uh, did an episode and then broke all my rules of backing up data and saving and lost my data and then it, all the data was there and I went to recover the data and stupidly clicked and opened uh, Audacity it started a new project and wiped the cache data which was in the cache before I'd copied it so that's my own stupid fault um, but anyway I'm back again now so we should have an episode every week or every couple of weeks um, up up until the summer now. Um, just a, another announcement, I'm going to be live streaming the um, the Thinking Digital conference from Newcastle in a couple of weeks and there's going to be a venue in Manchester where you can watch that live stream or you can just do pay-per-view and watch it from your desk. Uh, but that's coming up on the 22nd, 21st, 22nd and 23rd of May um, and I'll be handling the live stream for that. But moving on to the interview, um, today I've got Ed Sharp. Where are you from, Ed, and uh, why am I talking to you? Um, so I'm from a consultancy called Viavor Limited. Now, Viavor is a Welsh name, and it translates to me and him. So there's two of us. There's me and my business partner, who can't be here today, Ambrose Choi. Um, and we're both from uh, North Wales originally, and have set up a base in uh, Manchester uh, for three years now. Uh, working on contract consultancy and just recently joined Tech Hub with uh, one of our own self-funded products called Spiffy. And um, just going back, you consultancy Viavo, is that how you say it? Yeah, Viavo, yeah. But with the Welsh spelling phonetically, F as in of is a, F, uh, a V sound, yes? Yeah, that's it. So um, we actually put it on all the, on all the websites on our card, so it would be um, V A V O. But if you want to Google it, it's F-I-A-F-O, yeah, okay, dot com, yeah, we're just getting that out of the way. Okay, so uh, what? Um, how, how did you meet uh, Ambrose, and how did you set up your consultancy? Well, a bit about yourself, how did you get into the uh, programming and the uh, management work in, in the first place? Wow, where to start? Well, um, in terms of um, the business relationship with Ambrose, um, we've been long-term friends. Um, Ambrose is originally from Hong Kong. Um, and moved to North Wales to a small village where we were both raised uh, when we were about seven. I didn't speak a word of English and um, we were put together by school teachers just because we had a, a love of drawing pictures. So um, you could say that you know there's no language was spoken other than drawing so it was a good basis for business I think in terms of what we do now. Um, to carry on that kind of relationship um, both went separate, separate directions for degrees um, but strangely enough, ended up in the same organisation when we left university and started work. So we both joined uh, Sony Europe, um, we're going back now, early 2000. And uh, we're very fortunate to work on some really interesting software products for Sony and their manufacturing 
uh, plants across the world. Um, my, that's not consumer facing then. That's very much a business and industry. Yeah. Yeah, very much B two B work. So you know, nothing kind of the sexy products that people see as consumers. Uh, well, no, I find. Um, I remember years ago when I was uh, hitchhiking once. Um, I somebody picked me up and I was just saying, "What do you do?" And he said, "Oh, I maintain." Um, the uh, chocolate manufacturing machines at you know cab well basically he was a specialist so but but he worked for like just all the uh, uh, chocolate manufacturers maintain the machines and I thought well yeah okay somebody has to do that and you realise that I think what the, I think with software like ninety percent is B two B software development in the world or something like that and it's just all behind the scenes like you say unsexy but you know someone's doing it and someone's making money there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the work we were doing was on a kind of a microprocessor level. So, you know, you're talking billions, millions of chips being placed, and a lot of the products we were doing were around traceability for those kind of electronic products. So, kind of, if you're geeky, it's really interesting. Uh, if you're a consumer, you like laptops and the high-end tech, really boring. But um, gave us a good foundation, and we both um, worked there for must have been, you know close to six, seven years, um, travelled the world with them, it was great. And then based on that, we went freelance separately. Um, and then a few years later, I just decided we could do this for ourselves. And we have always initiated, founded. And um, from there, um, I'm, I'm actually based down in Cardiff in South Wales. Um, Ambrose is married and settled up here in Manchester. Um, so you know, we've, we've worked in the tech communities in um, South and the North, and we just found that what tech have offered here and the community here was just second to none. So we, you know, planted roots here really and um, enjoying every moment. So you're, you live in Cardiff, but I see you up here fairly often. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of commuting um, up on the train m most weeks. Um, but it kind of it works for us in terms of where we are now. Um, like I said, we you know we founded a consultancy three years ago. Um, so. Uh, our work tends to be global, some clients uh, you know, overseas, so a lot of work we do, we're using the technology that everybody else is, Skype, um, Dropbox, all these services, are, you know, they just offer, they allow you to work um, remotely and uh, we make full use of them. And um, so what percentage of the work now? Um, hi Sean, well these are your shoes, and yeah, the laptop's over there. So we, um, we invaded uh, Sean's space upstairs, we're in Tech Hub at the moment recording this. Um, when I first walked up the stairs, I saw a pair of feet there, and I thought, our legs connected to those, and it's nice, it's just a pair of trainers on the floor. Um, so, uh, yeah, so what percentage of your time now is um, client work, and what is your your own um, projects, Spivy? And, and then can you introduce the project as well, the yeah. product as well? Yeah, of course. I mean, the reality of where we're at today is that we're a four-man team, two of the guys being uh, employees. Um, and, we, you know, that's uh, where that responsibility means we've got to get the money in. So, uh, hence the contract work. So, I'd say uh, currently half the team are doing Spiffy, the kind of pro our self-initiated self product, um, uh, you know, 85% of the time. And then the other percentage, which kind of just working for other clients. Um, some weeks that changes and we're full throttle on client work. Um, it all depends what's needed, when it's needed. Um, so, you, you could say what we offer is very much a... Um, a, a process where we have a, a, a huge repository think tank where we're doing high level kind of high tech products and that trickles down then into the work we're able to offer clients so it works pretty well because the size we have we call you could call as kind of an indie dev consultancy but um, you know we've worked in the banking industry we've worked public sector private sector the work is 
as exciting as our own product. It's just, I think, we reached a stage where um, we wanted our own product, something that came from our hearts. Um, and Spiffy was where that started. And I'd say that Spiffy is the social-powered marketplace. Um, and uh, to kind of give you a bit of an oversight on, uh, sorry, not oversight, not, uh, an overview of Spiffy, um, uh, Essentially, what we're trying to create is a um, a discovery platform that's powered by people, um, where rather than focusing on search and search engines, where you go to search and it feels very uh, laborious to go and find what you need, um, you'd use Spiffy as a platform to discover what you need uh, based on some context and based on uh, what you're in the market for at the time. And just to um build on that a bit there's a lot of buzzwords in there social discovery platform all these kinds of things what is it that the app actually does if i pulled it out of my pocket now uh, and logged onto the website or, or the app or whatever what what would happen um as a free app as as, a, as an initial service as it is now um it's very much a push system so you would uh use the mobile app or the website or um we've also got um, an instagram feature that we used which you can see on spiffy.com um in terms of what you can do with it now, you can create a listing which is your intention to buy or sell a goods or service. Um, that could be you know, anything from window cleaning to you need uh, your vacuum repaired or you know, you're selling cakes, whatever it could be. Whatever your mind can dream up, you could sell it. Of course, everything within legal, um, the, what we'd consider legal, we wouldn't want to be pulled into anything uh, illegal. Um, and based on that, uh, the system will um, share your uh, intention to buy or sell with others in the system um, but also we make it very easy for you to share it then to other social networks like um, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, um, Instagram uh, so at the moment the system stands as something that we're doing a lot of research work in where we just want to get people in and using the system um, moving forwards um, we're getting very excited about what we're able to do in terms of pulling context and um, delivering results based on um, what you're looking to buy yourself. So um, it reminds me of these uh, other kind of social kind of uh, getting things done uh, uh, kind of services. It's a bit like TaskRabbit where you say, I want somebody to do this task for me for, and you put it out, I'll, I'll pay £100 or you know $200 and somebody comes and does it. Is it, is it like that but very stripped down? Um, and you're not, you, with TaskRabbit they, uh, they vet everybody before they do it. You're not worrying with any of that. It's just put anything out there. Well, our, our model isn't really to compete with TaskRabbit and, and those services, which are, I think, very popular in areas of the States, haven't really grabbed attention in Europe as much. So who are you competing with? Is it eBay uh, and things that people want to sell on eBay? But it's more, it's like a wanted, it's like a, a wanted feature, not just a selling feature, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting because people instantly say, oh, so you want to kind of beat eBay or you're competing with eBay. Um, and Well, I have to ask the obvious questions for the, for the listeners at home. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, where we sit now in terms of what the platform does, it's easily you could easily compare and say, oh, it's like eBay, but you don't do this or you do do that. Um, but where we want to get to is we're not competing with anybody. We're actually pulling results from all these different services so that our users are getting um, a real discovery platform. So that could be... Uh, give you an example in terms of you know you're looking to buy a bread maker or you're looking to make some bread um, you'd share that intention in the system and based on that results we'd pull the best contextually um, 
relevant listings um, into a feed for you within Spiffy. So that might be that you know you've got friends making bread on Instagram, they're sharing pictures. That might be bread makers on Amazon. That might be secondhand uh, oven gloves on eBay. Based on a lot of the context that you have and we pick up from you, we'd offer those results so that you becomes uh, a platform where you're not just searching for something, you're discovering new stuff. And that's what we want. We want people to use a system where it's almost like being on the high street and um, window shopping. It's, um, it's the joy of finding something rather than the labor of searching for something, really. So down to nitty gritty is the way the app uh, stands now. Because I came to your thing on Friday, your lunch on Friday. You say you want to uh, sell something. I uh, uh, like uh, uh, I put in a, a game of um, foosball or, or something like that. And take a picture of it. Say I'll sell this game of uh, foosball or this foosball table. I'm wanting to to sell it. Uh, do I add a price then and say I want a hundred pounds for this foosball table, or you just say what's people willing to give me, and then and then how do how do you get those bids in or those offers in? Um, the, the, it's not a bidding system. It's very much um, we just want to put people in contact. So um, if you've got um, the intention to buy something or sell something, we just want to put you in contact with people, uh, especially in your local area, who um, will fulfil that or are actually looking to buy from you. Um, all we want to do is, I, I could guess, I guess you could um, call it a dating site at the moment, um, because we're just putting two interested parties together um, and offering them a private messaging system within Spiffy to uh, negotiate the best price or the best deal that works for both parties. Um, so we don't have a bidding system where you'd get into a bidding war or you're watching uh, the listing over time. Though it does have a timestamp, that's very much uh, in order to keep the system fresh. So that you know, if, if somebody's selling cakes on Monday, you probably don't want to buy those cakes the following Friday. Uh, and um, and so how many? I mean, I'm sure you're seeing all this data. How many? Um, I know it's just t you're just testing it out and things at the moment. But how many? what percentage of things actually get kind of exchanged or do you not see that and how many messages go be between people before they either give up on the sale or the exchange I should say or the exchange is completed I guess data wise um, we're still very early in terms of what we're collecting and and analyzing um, uh, you know when we do see, see and hear transactions actually working out we get dead excited um, I think that's because um, you know we've had the vision of what we wanted Spiffy to start off as being and where it kind of matures into. Um, part of us being here at Tech Hub is, um, you know, not to have all the answers, but to have this really evolving product and business that kind of moves forward um, organically. Um, so, yeah, uh, without giving numbers, I guess we're seeing some people fulfill what they're in the market for. Um, uh, but of course, there's you know th th there's a drop-off rate where people actually don't get what they want, but they might be negotiating through Facebook because you know th the joy of Spiffy as it stands now is that we create a central listing that you can then share through Facebook, Flickr. Um, you, I mean, a lot of the concept came from um, both Ambrose and I. Um, I've got to word this carefully. Now we got married <laughs> last year to our prospective to our you know separate wives. <laughs> um, I've still got to work on how I word that one. Um, but you know that task is for anybody who's been there you're just hunting around for different things be they kind of chauffeurs or dresses or suits um, and we learned very quickly that if you could just ask that question once and then share it to all these other places you know where can i get the best priced cake in the local area uh, to be able to ask that once and then have your communities working for you and coming back to you um, would have been something really useful then and uh, that was kind of where 
Spiffy was seeded, really. The, the idea of take the work out of searching and just find some joy in discovering the best solutions. That sounds great, though. If you do get married again, you have to use bridebook.com, uh, which is uh, Manuel's uh, product, you see. So. Ah, right, okay. Well, didn't even know about that, unfortunately. No, you probably uh, it probably wasn't up and running at that time. So so what is your, what is the future with Spivy then? Are you going to start uh, handling payments and do micropayments? Or uh, I'm looking for a business plan here. Or will local services be able to put like their entire inventory? In, in, inventory is that right whatever the, the whole stock into yeah. the system it won't go and they pay you for the privilege and things like that or do you want to keep it more person to person than person to business i guess our background's inventory so that would be the kind of natural uh, pl place to go but uh, yeah yeah that's fine uh, <laughs> um but really kind of where we sit as a product we looked at micropayments um but we you know quickly kind of analyzed that you just need Apple or Vodafone or one of these kind of service providers to flick a switch and micropayments and mobile payments could be made, you know, a, a service, a worldwide service that everybody uses very quickly. So we just didn't, you know, as a startup, didn't want to invest a lot of money in building that technology. Um, th though it's early days, I think uh, legislation in the UK and Europe seems to um, void a lot of early research in, in those spaces. Um, so it's not something that we've built a business plan around. Um, so in terms of business plan, um, a lot of the work we're, we're looking at is uh, introducing brands as brand channels into Spiffy so that um, you as a consumer would be able to switch on channels off and on um, so that you, you might be into a specific brand. Uh, so when you're in the market for, say, a pair of jeans, um, you, you'll have key brands that you want to pull in to your stream um, and we think that's an area where we'd like to build the business plan um, so that brands would either be affiliate partners or um, there'd be a knock-on from us pushing buyers their way another area that we're looking at is um, people who you know they go in store to test uh, a product or try something out before buying online um, I think brands and businesses kind of lose out there because, you know, you could be in Tesco trying out a new laptop, for instance, um, based on standing there. And then Tesco could lose a sale by not knowing that you're actually looking at Amazon for a better price. And if Tesco could offer you, well, we'll match that price. You're in store. Pick it up now. We'll match that price. That could be really valuable to brands. Um, so that's another area we're looking at in terms of moving Spiffy to the to the next kind of version. Um, so we've got big Big plans for it. Um, early days at the moment. Easy comparison, I think, with things like eBay at the moment because people say, oh, I create listings and communicate around them. Um, but, you know, every product's got to start somewhere. And um, I think it's really important to get out early. And that's what we've done with Spiffy. Get out there early, not have all the answers, and just take people's feedback and evolve and move forwards. Yeah, well, you, I got a free lunch out of it last uh, last week um, for testing your app. Uh, I, I pointed out a couple of things. One of them was a problem. One of them wasn't. I just didn't have to use the thing. And um, and it, but it's come a long way since when I looked at it. Um, I don't know when did you do the Friday night event? Yeah, beginning of the year. So that was a. a I wasn't allowed to call it a beta event, but it was very much a beta event where we'd, um, you know, we'd built the iOS app. Um, it was a full suite, but um, you know, people were coming in with Windows phones, Android phones. Uh, the website was complementary to the app, but not. I remember on the website, I could only browse things. I couldn't post, and whenever I pressed the whenever I pressed the home button to get back to the home kind of screen it logged me out and i had to log back in again so i just kind of gave up then uh, on that night but no it was it was a lot better but i mean I, I, it's like it's still half baked well not half baked it's 
perfectly usable, but it's like seventy percent of the way there um, to becoming, you know, fully usable on uh, on on the the mobile website. I think, or is that not fair? No, I'd say it's it's one hundred percent functional in terms of what the early product is. So, oh yes, that well, yes, it's it's that's what I mean. It's perfectly functional, but it, it, looking at it as a as a product, it wouldn't be that the way it is at the moment. It wouldn't be a product which would which would really grab me, and I'd think, oh, I'm going to use this, you know, like on a regular uh, daily basis. I think I think you need there needs to be. Um, a, a, Maybe it's just that it needs to grow and find an audience and uh, and have more content in there. But I'm I'm not sure what's what's missing. But I don't think it's completely there yet, to be honest. I guess it's a traction point with anything. You know, things like Facebook. People tend to use it. Um, you know, commuting in because they're you know nosy about what friends are doing. Um, so I think in the mobile and the web space, really, um, everybody's trying to find what's that traction point that keeps people using it. Um, I'm sure eBay and Amazon and, and they all kind of struggle in terms because you know you're not looking to buy or sell all the time unless you're a business, you know, and you're looking to sell. Um, well, I think um, Amazon is basically run the whole business at barely break even, like 1% over break even and uh, keep your prices down. Um, and eBay got there first in most countries. I think in, in Japan though, I think it was Japan, uh, Yahoo's um, platform, uh, uh, auction platform get there first and then like the 100% of the market swung over to them so I think when you're trading person to person um, you almost need to have like you need to like you say get there first and uh, get as many users as possible and try and come out on top well I wouldn't say again their first actually is true to be honest in terms of you know you think Google were background as two guys kind of with an algorithm in university um, you know search was already out there um, and you had very powerful businesses. So Google come from nowhere, really, um, just by doing it better. Um, and I don't think. That... Well, but what I mean, but when you when you go to Google, I can switch from Google to Bing in a, in an instant, and the results are similar enough. But it doesn't. It's not everybody switching. What I mean with your, yours is a network product. You need to have as m many people switching over as possible. So it's more like the transition transition from f MySpace to Facebook mm -hmm. than it is from. Uh, Yahoo to, um, to to Google, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess um, our integration with things like Facebook is something that will get that traction for us because um, you know people are sharing their um, intentions to buy or sell uh, through our system. We make it very easy then for them to share it to those groups of friends. Um, it might be that they don't come back to our system to communicate around that once they've got a key friend who's interested in it. Um, but you know the platform that we built now is very open, um, and we know that. Um, so you know our goal isn't just to get full traction on this, and you know th this is our product and that's how it's sticking. It's very much get it out early and iterate, improve, and um, get to that goal that we want. So that Spiffy is a you know um, a discovery platform, and to get there, I think we need to do a lot of research first rather than assume we know what people need or want. Um, so that's part of our process really, and it's something that's um, aided us as a consultancy really too and it's just taking that learning so um, I think we're old enough in the tooth as well Ambrose and I um, to have a bit of experience um, and a bit of grit just to kind of you know uh, know that things don't happen overnight and work towards them. Okay just just one more question on the product then we'll talk about the, the future plans for you. Um, have you thought about going down a specific vertical so concentrating on sports products or uh, leisure or food or something like that instead of just trying to do everything uh, so you could 
kind of get traction in one vertical and then move to another instead of trying everything? Um, I think uh, if you took uh, Etsy's model as a as an example, where they've kind of focused on the the crafts and handmade vertical. Um, what an area that we've kind of in, we're interested in is the uh, what we coin as the pop up artisan. So that's you know people who uh, potentially aren't making or um, selling a, a specific thing as their full time job. It's something that they might do you know uh, a few times a year, um, or they might have a pop up space. Not interested in setting up an online store it's just they want uh, marketing and they want people to be talking about what they're doing um there and then that specific time so the pop-up artisan is a vertical that we're aiming for really in terms of um you know i've got a market stall i've set it up i'm here for a week or i'm here for a month whatever um, and using spiffy you can share what you're selling that day off over that month very quickly to an audience um, and that's the area that we're keying in on at the moment but again you know it's about iteration and and being flexible enough to uh bounce or pivot if we need to okay then uh and what are you doing with uh funding for the future are you looking to get funding or are you just bootstrapping from your consultancy work everything's bootstrapped at the moment and spiffy's been going for let me work this out on quickly um all, you know almost kind of eight months um so um yeah everything's bootstrapped by us and the consultancy and that's why we continue taking um uh, client work on we're not driving around in ferraris unfortunately um so you know it's 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 all about investing uh the money that we earn back into our product and back into um building the business one thing for us in terms of funding um what it would allow us is scaling and that would mean um, iterating quicker um getting to that discovery platform much quicker as well because we could you know bring extra hands in extra boards to see it through and i think that's something that most startups struggle with um there's only so much that's humanly possible um it's only so many hours in a day um we get the most out of them but um you know scale scaling that's that's where we're looking at really just to build up the build up scale up and um see the product through Okay then, so um, just to finish off this interview section, I'm going to, uh, in a minute once we've finished recording, I'm going to take a photo on Spivy and, um, of my iPod recording and um, put it up there. And then if anybody wants me to interview them for the, maybe not, not the next interview of uh, Northology, but maybe a couple down the line, if you've got an interesting product or, or service that you want to sell or promote, what you have to do is go to Spivy, spell it please. Um, S-B-I-F-F-Y dot com. S P I S B yeah because it's spivy yeah S B Y I double F Y S B I double F Y dot com yeah spiffy but with a B instead where did you come up with that name and uh, why didn't you choose a better name um, well we we chose that name so that people would actually think what's that name about so that you know rather than being something that passes in conversation it's something that has a holding point and uh, that's very much why we chose the name. Yeah, I, I find names, um, my personal opinion, if, if people can't spell them after you say them once uh, or even twice, you, you might have a problem. Anyway, uh, that's not the most important thing. Anyway, go to spivy.com and, um, and search for podcast or for Northology. That's right, isn't it? Whatever put, I put in the text, it should, it should come yeah. up if they search for it. Yeah, if you've got a Facebook page or if you've got a Twitter feed, um, you can also share the link through, through to that and that will point people directly to your uh, specific listing page. 
Well, I'm I'm signed in on Spivy at the moment through my Nathan at Nathan Ray um, account, so you can check there, um, or just search for it on Spivy if you want. So that, that's it. Well, thank you very much for that interview. It's very, uh, thank you for being honest, and I hope you're not offended by my seventy uh, percent there comment. No, not at all. No, very very welcome for our time. Yeah, and um, I look forward to seeing it. Um, I look forward to seeing it, like you say, get some traction and actually become, um, well, it's just, it's just a chicken and egg situation, isn't it? You need enough people there to make the search or the discovery worthwhile, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, a good founder is one that can see it through, to be honest, and not be tripped up at the first hurdle. So, um, you know, we're, we're confident that we've set the intention out there and uh, we know what we're aiming for. Excellent. Thank you very much. Right, so we're coming on to the, uh, the, the most... Uh, important part of the uh, podcast here it's the what's on in manchester and if i unlock my phone properly i'll be able to tell you um so um today uh this evening we've got um it's seven o'clock we've got pitch and get feedback we then reduce uh, I'm not sure where that is. You can check the Northology.com website on the events page uh, for this. And then this evening at 7 p.m. again, we've got Play at Lean with the Manchester Lean Startup. That's at Tech Hub Manchester. There you go, and you do that next one there on Wednesday. Also on Wednesday between 6.30 and 8.30, we've got MCR Web Performance, uh, number four, at Tech Hub. Yeah, Thursday the 9th, we've got XP Manchester at MadLab. That's from 7 till 9. And then on Friday the 10th, between 6.30 and 10.30, ooh, we've got the best of evenings, Tech Basin Beers. Um, and if you check the website, you'll find a location for that. Yeah, that's techbasinbeers.com. I think it's like that. Or, or just search for it. Okay, then on Saturday, uh, from 10 till 5, we've got the Manchester Raspberry Jam at Mad Lab. And that's run by Ben Nuttall, um, who I'm going to say congratulations on your reward for saving that stupid person who almost drowned in the river, Ben. Uh, uh, um, I dedicate this podcast to you for saving that man's life. Um, and to follow that, on uh, Sunday the 12th, uh, between 3 and 5 p.m., uh, Women in Tech at Media Lab. Mad Lab. Oh, is that Mad Lab? Sorry, yeah. Mad Lab. Yeah. Okay, Monday, we've uh, 13th at 7.30 to 9.30, we've got the 3D printers user group at Mad Lab. And bringing us around to Tuesday, um, between 3 and 5, we've got um, Open Badges Meetup at Mad Lab. Oh, and that one, and between six and nine, we've got Manchester Windows Azure user group meetup at Tech Hub. That's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. And then between 6.30 and 8.30, we've got the uh, Northwest Behat user group. Behat. It, it kind of stands for something. I looked at it on MadLab. I didn't quite understand what it is. But if you know what um, Behat is or Behat, you can go to the user group at MadLab there. Okay, so uh, that's what's on in Manchester this, this next week. Remember, if you've been involved in an event or want to promote something on, on uh, MadLab, uh, you can always send me, uh, not on MadLab, you want to promote an event at Northology, please send me an email. It's nathan at northology.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Nathan Ray. And if you want to get updates for just about the podcast, it's at Northology. Who are you on Twitter? Um, I'm Bondomatic, at Bondomatic on Twitter. And people can get hold of Spiffy. Does that as a Twitter account and things as yeah, well? It does, yeah. If you go to at Spiffy app on Twitter, or, um, of course, just find us on uh, spiffy.com. Uh, excellent. Uh, last of all, we've got a, a, a position of the week. The position of the week, uh, the vacancy of the week. Well, uh, Melbourne has got a couple open at the moment. They're looking for another data center engineer. They seem to be always wanting more data center uh, data center engineers. But they've also got a slightly more interesting job, which is a Linux uh, sysadmin 
developer uh anyway to to manage the linux side of the um of the the servers that they've got over there so if you are a, a linux wizard and would like to work in one of the best places to work in manchester um it's a really great company over there i would head over to the melbourne website and check out the uh, the details of that um job um Yep, another thing to put in your diary is the uh, Barclays uh, Health Weekend is coming up um, soon as well. I'm going to be uh, covering that for Northology as well, or maybe live streaming it as well. Um, but but um, I'll, I'll mention more details about that next week, and I think that's uh, that's one of the bigger things coming up in the future. So um, anyway, we're running at 32 minutes here. Thank you very much. Um, I will uh, see you around. Very welcome. And uh, thank you for listening, and until next week, goodbye.